Welcome to the Rise and Shine podcast series with Diane McKendrick, where we discuss filling your cup, embracing financial abundance, and designing the life of your dreams. Hello, happy people, and welcome back to episode number 56 of the Rise and Shine podcast series. My name is Diane McKendrick, and today I am delivering to you on a topic that is very close to my heart. Now, the name of today is Motherhood, How to Stop Feeling Like Shizzy. Now, I know so many of you have heard this or read this on the Facebook page or seen it out there on social media land and you're like, oh my gosh, I absolutely have to listen to this because you're probably a mother and you may be in business or you may not, but there's a lot of our time spent feeling like crap, spent feeling like we're not good enough or we didn't do it right or we could have done it better. And um, I can do it in business, but I don't know, for some reason, when your kids are involved, it's so much more closer to home. And I want to share through this podcast the things that I have personally done and that I teach my clients in order to start to change our positioning and change our view and change our belief systems and ideas and approach to motherhood and to mothering because if we're not careful we have this expectation that motherhood is supposed to be blissful and joyful and we love these kids so much and it's all good and never bad and it's all love and never frustration and it's all you know one side of the coin and not the other it's all joy and it's all love and it's all unconditional and it's all great but the reality of it is the same with everything that I always talk to you about is that there is two sides of the coin. So we're going to talk about both of those sides of the coin. We're going to talk about expectations and how we set them. And when there's an expectation discrepancy between what we subliminally or subconsciously expect from ourselves or from our children or from our partner, how it's unrealistic and it's swayed to one side of the coin. We often live in an infatuation or a fantasy land that it's going to be all of something and nothing of the other thing. So through the course of the podcast, I'm going to share some little concepts and ideas and profound insights that I've personally had in my mothering, in my business, in my health, that's going to help you prepare yourself for a more even-keeled life. So I feel like the first thing we need to address is like I do a lot of manifesting, lots and lots and lots of manifesting, which in your mind's eye and in visualization, you drop yourself into the future and you create all the things that you desire, the relationships, the income, the business, uh, the mindset, the money, the relationships, the physique, the body, all of it. So manifestation is one thing, but what we need to do is manifest and do that in your morning ritual. A lot of the people that come to our retreats and are in our mastermind, they'll do their morning manifestations in um, preparation for designing the life of your dreams. But what I see my role here as, as your coach, as your leader, as your mentor, is to help you realize that you might manifest the life of your dreams, but we've got to keep you centered and we've got to keep you grounded in that. And that means 
that it's not this world of social media that everything is always positive and good and even in living the life of your dreams which is what we talked about last week that everything's going to be perfect and fun and fine all of the time if you have perfect fun and fine then you're going to have the opposite to that the anti of that and often people won't share that on social media so these expectations that we're setting for ourselves our little girls are setting for themselves in terms of watching watching social media and seeing these bodies that are not real, that are totally filtered and changed up and refined through the, the editing process, um, life and lifestyle, and having this expectation that you can sail around on in the world, catching your food and in a bikini clad body with a hot partner. I mean, it's all reality, but those people... For them, they have their off times and there's only a small percentage of them will actually share the reality of that on the social media. Michelle and I, one of them, we will always share the flip side, the behind the scenes, because we don't want to set your expectation so extremely high in your mothering, in your business, in your finances, that you're constantly left feeling guilty and not good enough because there's a discrepancy between the expectation of the behavior of your kids or the behavior of yourself. And it's so high that you never reach it. So you're always left wanting. You're always left not feeling good enough. So something that I've learned to do recently is to become really centered and grounded is just live by a few, um, I don't know if they're universal laws, but they're laws for me at the moment that really help the process of staying more centered and grounded in my manifestations. And the first one that I want to share with you is expect a 50% failure rate. If you are in business and you are expecting to succeed all of the time, nothing is ever 100%. There's two sides of the coin and you'll hear me talk about this a lot. Whether it's in yourself and your own characteristics and your own qualities, if you can be kind and caring, you are also the opposite. If you are kind, then you can be cruel. If you are caring, you can be the opposite to that and be uncaring. And what most people do, what they do with social media is they attach to the side of the coin that is kind and caring. We attach to that and we try and portray that to the world. And that's okay, but it's not the full truth. It's only half of the truth. So if you're kind and caring, you can also be cruel and unkind. Now, running around and chanting, I am kind and caring, I am kind and caring, which is what a lot of the coaches and the personal development will have you do. I am kind and caring and, and understanding that and accepting that, that's a good starting point. I am kind and caring. Yes, that is self-esteem. You're going to get self-esteem and that's going to be raised with that. When you can own the part of yourself that is unkind and uncaring and say, I am also Oh, I am kind and caring, which also means I can be unkind and uncaring, then that's going to be full self-worth. So my intention, my expectation of myself is to uh, keep understanding that, keep recognizing that in all areas of my life, there's always the complete opposite, not to get attached to one side or the other, but to realize there's always two parts playing out. Don't get attached, just witness and observe both parts. So this is full self-worth. When you can fully acknowledge and fully accept all of the parts of yourself and your personality, you're going to have full self-worth. The same thing goes with our mothering. 
So if you want to be the kind, gentle, sensitive, caring, present, nurturing mum, then you need to take all those words that you're manifesting and that you want to be, and you have to go the opposite to that and go, well, if I'm all of these things, then I'm all of these things as well. And when I completely own that, we stop resisting the the perceived negative and we own the whole thing. It keeps you very centered and very grounded. So what we want to do in our manifestations is, yes, drop yourself into the future, um, imagine it with all of your senses, but stay centered and grounded in the sense that we're going to manage our expectation of what we expect in that moment. So one thing, like I said, is a 50% failure rate. Everything that I do, every uh, launch that I do, every post that I put out there on Facebook, every everything that I do, I expect 50% of it to succeed and 50% of it not to succeed because that's where my lessons are. And I notice this in a lot of you. You only see on Facebook or on social media or you only see the things that are successful. So you're setting your expectation really high. And then when you do perceived fail at something, and I believe there actually is any failures, it's all feedback and lessons. But because you've set your expectation so high of yourself, you feel like you failed. Therefore, you're in the vibration of failure and you create more of it. So if we can keep you centered and grounded and, and help you realize that um, expect to fail, plan to fail 50% of the time, that's going to keep you right on track. Now, the other thing that I notice for people is with the expectation of this peace, peace addiction, and I am probably the worst offender at this. I feel like something is wrong when people are yelling and screaming and jumping up and down and being really expressive. So if I'm in an interaction with someone and they start yelling at me, I shut down completely. And I realized through this work that it's because I'm addicted to and attached to the side of peace. You cannot have peace without having war. And if there is a peaceful part in your life, if business is really peaceful at the moment or your relationship is really peaceful at the moment, uh, you look through your life, it will be, this is universal or there has to be somewhere in your life that is showing up in, in war or in turmoil or somewhere. And then when you can prepare yourself for this and you notice business is doing really well and Gus and I will do it, we will stop and go, okay, this is really well, this is really well, this is really well. Let's like um, guard our expectation and go, okay, well, universal law says everything can't be 100% great all of the time. Let's look around and see where those little gaps are so we can prepare ourselves for them. And every single time you see it, And then you can prepare for it because the universe is showing us, you know, the peace because that's more what I'm drawn to. Then I go, okay, there's this and there's this and there's this. I've set my uh, thermostat at 50% success rate and or failure rate, whichever way you want to look at it. I am now also being aware of my peace addiction and just being addicted to peace and recognizing and realizing that's only one side of the coin. So I'm preparing myself for the opposite and I'm ready for it and I'm not making it bad. I'm just making it part of the whole journey is very powerful. The next thing that I wanted to talk to you about was this concept of joy and sorrow. Like once again, we look for the joy. You're going to have a bundle of joy. You're going to have a baby and it comes with all this joy and this unconditional love. But what people don't tell you, what you don't see out there, what you don't see on the social media Often, I always try to share it, I think it's important, is the sorrow, is the sacrifice, is the sleepless nights, is 
like if you listen to my podcast, that is the special edition when I released uh, Millionaire Mum, The Best of Both Worlds, Motherhood, Money and Mindset. I released a special edition podcast on that where you actually hear me speak out the introduction. And a big part of my journey was that I had this expectation of motherhood and I attached my self-worth to my motherhood and I expected it to fulfill me. I expected to be organized and I expected to have a deep relationship with my kids and I expected to be nurturing and present and organized and all of the thing. And because I had this such high expectation and I hadn't given thought to the flip side of that and the reality that if I had all those things, I had to accept that it was also going to be hard and it was also going to be lonely and it was also going to be, you know, with unconditional love comes a lot of pain when you love something so much and they say and do things that aren't in alignment with your values, then you can feel really disappointed or you could feel really heartbroken, heart-wrenching. Any parents out there, so any parents out there that have seen their kids live a life or do be or have behaviours or actions that are out of alignment with your values, like it is literally heartbreaking. And then if you are the child, you are the child to your parents, you will be seeking their approval and they will be proud of you. They will be proud of you if you are living a life within their values. This is all subliminal. People don't know they're doing it. So I want you to do, I spoke on this quickly last week as well. I want you to do a little stock take and go, what are my parents' values? Look through their life. Where are they proud of me? They're proud of me for this, 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 and this. That's their values. Where are they disappointed with me? This, 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 and this. And so when you can shift and change your expectations, one, as the child to your parents and what you expect of them and have an understanding that their expectation of you, there's a discrepancy there when they're um, disappointed in you. That's not your fault. And then likewise, we want to replicate that over to our motherhood. So when we are the mother, when we are the parent and our children are seeking our approval and we are setting the expectation from our values, from our filter for them to be, have, do and behave a certain way and they don't match that, then it is absolutely heart-wrenching and heartbreaking and disappointing. However, we can keep you centred and grounded in that if you have this awareness. If you expect that in motherhood, that in business, that in your physique and your body, in finances, in your career, there is an element of joy and there's also an element of sorrow. Where there is joy, there will also be sorrow. So this discrepancy of always attaching to the one side, it's usually the positive side for the most people that I hang out with. Sometimes it's the negative. And then we have to flip that and bring you back to center again. But what I want you to do is just recognize your pattern. What do you do? Grab onto the negative, the perceived negative most of the time. Do you grab on and attach to the positive and go, it's all this, it's all this, it's all this, or the other side, the negative, it's all this, it's all this, all this. What about if we synthesize the two of those? That will keep you very sturdy, very focused. And then from this place, you can do parenting. You can be a much more present mother. You can be a much more successful business person. You can have the physique. Like people come to me and they say, how do you do this? How do you have it all? Like get up early every morning. You're trained every single day. You're always, always, you're mostly there for your kids. You've got a great relationship with your husband. It's this sort of stuff that's a little bit tongue-tie to 
explain to you and I'm being being very bold and brave um, in getting on here and trying to explain or not trying but explaining this expectation discrepancy that you know that I've got and I do sub, sub subliminally now that I can get out here and get this information to you so you can start to tweak and refine the areas of your life so you can have a wholesome life and be living your dreams so we've gone 50% failure rate even to the point where we ask our kids now, what did you fail on this week? And not that we praise the failure, but we discuss it and we talk about it. And if you haven't failed at anything this week, well, then you just haven't tried enough. So just playing with those ideas and those things is really powerful. What did you fail at this week? And Gus and I will talk about it. So last night at dinner, what did you fail at this week, Esme? She just smiled at me. She's going in to watch TV. I'm going to shut the door. Um, she failed at shutting the door. So it's just a different way of looking things. We'll talk about dinner and what Gus's was. I failed to get up early every morning. He tends to be a night person. So he'll stay up and get a lot of stuff done at night. And he set an intention that he was going to get up in the early in the morning, which is sort of my gig. I get up early in the morning. So it's like, oh, I failed at that. Um, instead of bad, naughty, wrong, like is what I used to be like, be more disciplined, be more motivated, blah, blah, blah. And I would sort of um, point the finger at myself and then at him and then the kids as well, because I had that expectation that it would be done within my set of rules and my set of values. So he's like, yeah, so um, the thing that I failed at this week was finishing off my book. I literally have half a chapter left on my second book. Um, and it's so close. It's so close to be putting in for the first edit and the deadline or the date that I want it published is by June. I've already done pre-sales. So many people have bought it. If you want a copy, reach out. You can get it for $22 and it's full price. It's going to be $35 so you can get yourself a good deal. It's going to be available hard copy first and then obviously on Kindle, on ebook, and then eventually on um, voice as well. But so, yeah, what, what have you failed at? Have this 50% uh, idea of the failure rate have a look where you've got a peace addiction where you're really just attaching to the side of peace um, and it's all peace 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 and never any war and have a look around in your life and how that plays out look at where you're trying to make your mum and dad proud and how that aligns with their values and then when they feel disappointed in you how that's different to their values and likewise when you're the kid uh, when you're the parent how you're doing that for your kids because in your motherhood, when you do that and you have an expectation of them to behave, act, say, eat, use manners in a certain way, nearly 99.9 or 100% of the time, you're going to be disappointed because you've set the bar so high. So go back to the 50% failure rate. You've set a standard for your family, for your kids in the way that you want them to behave and act and show up and eat and use their manners in the world. What if you allowed yourself that 50% failure rate? It really would just reduce the charge. Esme's in here collecting cushions. I have no idea what she's doing. Boom, there goes the door. Um, it would reduce the charge on that. Now, the other thing is I've noticed, and it comes into mothering as well, um, the statistics show us that there is a 50%, we're in 2021 at the moment, 50% divorce rate. So people get married with the expectation that, no, no one stands at the altar and thinks it's going to be me that gets divorced. But statistics show us 50% of marriages break down and end up in divorce. So looking at those statistics, it could be any one of us going, 
you know, having getting the divorce. So if you have that expectation and you understand that 50% of people get divorced and you know that, there's going to be some things that you do internally to continue to show up in your marriage. So many people will get married and go, oh, this person's here forever now. Set the expectation really high because that's what society will have us believe and it's not like it used to be. And oh, I'm fine now. I'm going to just drop the bundle become overweight, rely on that person to financially support me. And then you become very disempowered in the relationship. And eventually, if there is one partner disempowered, it's either going to be quite an unhappy relationship or you're going to go your separate ways eventually. So if you're aware and you're staying centered and grounded in your marriage, that it's actually a possibility for you to get divorced unless you both keep working on yourself and working together and doing this type of work, then once again, it's going to keep you focused and grounded and ready to take on whatever's there for you. The next thing that I want to talk about is this idea or this expectation of finality. So this was a big one for me and it happens in sort of cycles in your life. This expectation of finality that, um, so for me, I did it, I didn't realise I did it, but when I become a parent, I'll be happy. Oh, when they stop breastfeeding, I'll be happy. I'll get my body back. Uh, when they go to school, I'll be happy. I'll, I'll get some time back. When they start eating a certain way, I'll be happy. And then I did it in my business. Oh, when I get my first book out, I'll be happy. I mean, that was so yesterday. I forget. I forgot I've even written the book, let alone gone bestseller. Um, when I get my first million dollars, I'll be happy. When I get married, I'll be happy. That'll be it. When I get a family, I'll be happy. That'll be it. Life does not work like that. It becomes your new normal. And then you keep setting these goals, these dreams on the outside of yourself, seeking um, this seeking approval or seeking validation. So what we want to do is internally, like internally manage yourself and understand your thoughts and your thought processes and become internally managed. I think there's a word for that, but I can't remember it at the moment. So I hope this has been helpful. I want you to look through your parenting uh, of, of your kids if you're a parent and if you're not a parent, look at how this plays out as a child role with your parents. And I want, to look, I want you to look through and notice where you set expectations for your kids and you come up feeling wanting all of the time. They're not good enough. They're not behaving in a certain way. Like I used to have an expectation. This is one of my highest um, engagement posts and it was basically I was sitting there doing my morning routine and I expected before I knew kids and how they worked that my kids would just sit on my lap or sit quietly <laughs> enter laughing crowd laughing here while I did my morning routine while I did my meditation while I did my yoga while I wrote in my journal so I noticed every single morning I was getting so frustrated because my subliminal or subconscious expectation was that I could have half an hour to myself to do my morning meditation, my morning routine, because that's what I valued and that's what I believed I needed to do as, as a mum. Going back up to that 50% failure rate or 50% success rate, it just failed every single morning. And without knowing, it just started my day off on such a downer. Like I felt like I had failed even before the day started, but I didn't know this information. As soon as I found it out, 
I was like, okay, now my 30 minutes in the morning, instead of just expecting them to sit there quietly while I do my thing because I need to do my thing, what if I change my expectation? What if I expected them to be involved in it? What if I expected them to be curious about it? What if I expected them to jump in and jump on me? And the moment I changed that, guys, I stopped being frustrated and it became enjoyable again. I expected my kids to be curious and playful like kids are. I expected for myself to fail half the time and get through it some of the time with them being um, part of it and other times just to throw my hands up in the air and go, this just isn't going to happen today. And what it did was just took this massive weight off my shoulders of this expectation of my kids. And obviously that's a very simple um, day-to-day thing that can grow, okay? And it can get heavier and it can get bigger. So I want you to start with your morning routine and your subconscious expectation there. The other thing that we want to look at is move on through the day. And where else does that happen? Where else do you have an expectation of this is me? The kids to get in the car, the kids to remember their water bottles and put their shoes on. I just expect them as a six and a nine-year-old to remember to put their bloody shoes on and grab their water bottle. And it frustrates me to no end when I get in the car and I get to the cafe. Once again, this is over there in the Million Dollar Mum. (laughs) Introduction, go up. I think it's podcast number, special edition 48, Millionaire Mum, the best of both worlds. Go listen to it. It would frustrate me to no end because my expectation is that by this age, my kids should know how to put their bloody shoes on and grab their water bottle and get in the car. But kids are present. They don't care about shoes. It's hard enough to get them in the car. I had an expectation also that I would say, all right, time to get in the car and off their toddle, grab their shoes and water bottle and hop in the car. It never happens. Or actually, it happens 50% of the time. So when I realized it happens half of the time and the other half of the time, I need to remind them again and again and again. And I changed my expectation. It just once again took this massive weight off my shoulders. And so what I want you to do is run your eye through your life, see where you're having these expectations and where you can adjust them to make your life easier to make your business more sustainable, to make your health more enjoyable, to make your relationships with your husband or your partner and your kids um, a lot more fun and playful and curious and adventurous rather than having these expectations that we subconsciously pick up through social media, through society, and then just whacking that on there subconsciously without even realizing it, always feeling like we're never enough and we don't get enough and we don't do enough. The other place that we do this is... hmm, in our daily get to do list you write on that list and you have an expectation that you finish the list but I can guarantee most of you are putting far too much on that list and you have an expectation of yourself that is unrealistic and when you don't meet that expectation and you fail at it you get into that vibration of never enough I can't keep up Um, what's wrong with me, I'm disorganized, and all those thoughts are disempowering. Unless you pick them apart and pull them apart and go, well, why is this happening? Why am I thinking like that? What would I prefer instead? How can I change it? How is this working for me? And then you'll come up with, if you're a business person, I've come up with my own intellectual content because I created it for myself. Now I have a day planner because this is what was happening to me. And when I learned about these expectations, I was expecting a ridiculous, and I still do sometimes, a ridiculous amount of myself every single day. And it was never going to get achieved 
but I expected it. And I was like, if it's on that list, it gets done. So I created a beautiful day planner and at the top is the affirmation and we start with gratitude. And then underneath that is my top five priorities for today. Here, I just grabbed it out. So it's called my day. And at the top you have the date and then the daily affirmation or the primary question. That's another podcast. We'll talk about primary questions another time. And, and then on the top section, it says today I get to. So we've changed the language and changed the wording. And I have my top five priorities. And it's clear and it's crisp. And you write one to five, usually about three. Three priorities of the days that you're going to do. So we're changing our expectation of what we expect of ourselves for the day. And notice how this is going to feel different. I put the top usually one to five and most of the time about three. And I do not go to bed until they are done. I focus on those three to five things and I get them done. Underneath that, it says other. Everything else gets whacked down there. On the other side of the page, it says things I love about today. So you get to write your gratitudes and, and what you love about today. The other bit underneath that, the section underneath that is opportunities for growth. So that's where you would put, because the other thing people expect of themselves is to listen to a podcast every day. Or you might've heard me say, you know, some days when I'm in a go period, I'll listen to three podcasts even before breakfast. I heard my mentor say that one day and then my expectation of myself went through the roof. I was like, oh, okay, well, if she can do it, I'm listening to three podcasts before breakfast as well. What I didn't take into consideration is that she doesn't have children and I do. I've got two little kids often at home with my husband away that I need to manage and be available for. So setting that expectation. Opportunities for growth. So you've got your podcasts, your books, and you put those in there. And then the people that I get to meet. So we're shifting and, and refining this language. So it giving you a different subconscious messaging. So people that I get to meet, not like meetings of you know today's meetings. It's like, oh, I get to meet these people. I get to collaborate with them. I get to have conversations with them. It's very powerful. If anybody wants a copy of this, they're $35 hard copy. I've got a few left. Um, if, if you don't want the hard copy, you can order a digital copy. Send me a PM and then you can print it out yourself. The digital copy is $12. And then you can print that out. And, and this is really powerful. So when I do that, because I've changed my expectation of having this massive big um, to-do list as long as my arm that I'm expecting myself to cross everything off and by the end of the night I didn't get that 50% failure rate right and then I would feel bad about myself I'd feel confused I would feel in a paradox and this was every single night it wasn't huge and it wasn't in my face but it was this underlying tone of always feeling like never enough I can't do enough I can't keep up I'm in chaos I'm chasing my tail why bother and then it's just like down the gurgler the difference when I changed my expectation and just picked three things and then had a 50% failure rate, sometimes I get it done, sometimes I don't, and I gave myself that leeway, it changed my life. It revolutionized all areas of my life. I became more organized. I became more focused. I became more committed simply by changing my expectation and watching for that expectation discrepancy and changing my language. So I changed the language from most scheduling programs to oh, Esme's bought me some cool things. I don't know what they are. So that's the message that I want to leave with you guys today is have a look where you've set these expectations subliminally for yourself 
for your family, for your clients, for your suppliers, for your own parents, for anybody in your life, most importantly yourself, and where the discrepancy is, you know, the chaos and the not feeling good enough and the always left wanting. And when you can go in and change that expectation and make it more realistic and keep in mind the concepts that I talked about of the 50% failure rate, you know, looking for the peace addiction and looking for the where the war shows up and that, looking at the mum and dad and making them proud and where those values are, the joy and sorrow in each um, little bit and not just expecting all joy or all sorrow because like even with death, right, people, I'm so sorry, this is, it's terrible, it's so sad. And as tricky as this is to talk about for me and everybody, often when there's death, there's some sort of relief, particularly for the older ones amongst us when you ha we're having to support them and we're being there. And it sounds terrible to say, but you know, you can, sometimes you'll get your life back. So when you search for it and when you look for it to be whole, it's got to have both sides. So not just expecting it all to be sad or, or to be joyful. Um, keeping in mind that 50% divorce rate that's going to help you in your relationships to show up and be more sturdy and take um, accountability for yourself and the finality. I'm going through this really quickly. I'll do a module over on my mastermind, but the finality, where in your life is saying, when you get there, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I get there, it'll be enough. And then get there and it never is because it's only part. It's only part of the process, you know, and keeping in mind with our kids, our little kitties and our mothering, where we're setting those expectations and where we can refine and shift and change them to live a more fluid and centered and grounded life in our mothering of ourselves and our children and therefore um, opening up this possibility to what else is possible in life. Thank you for joining me. I hope that's been helpful. So many of you are sending me feedback in messages, personal messages. Please remember to like, subscribe, drop a message in down here. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast, your favourite aha moments. And it's been a real pleasure. I look forward to seeing you all again next week. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I would like to personally invite you to my next workshop, The Six Steps to Soul Success. It's four hours with me where I personally take you through the six steps that I have taken to build the life and the business of my dreams. We hold them online and offline and all you need to do is send me a personal message on Facebook or Instagram. And if you take action now, I will honor that with a free ticket. The online tickets are valued at $20 and the offline at $50. So if you take action, send me that message. I will ensure that my team secures you a free ticket to join us and start taking the first step to living the life of your dreams.